Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Friday morning at Wax, and uh, not a very spring-like Friday morning as we look at our weather forecast. We'll tell you that more chances of precipitation, and again, maybe a few flurries out there, and breezy today, high, low 40s. We'll talk more about the forecast, but uh, boy, those 80s from last week are... Just a fond memory, aren't they? But uh, hopefully things will get better soon. We're getting to the end of April, and we got to get going. But it's not going to happen anytime soon in the next few days, that's for sure. we got weather that has to get better. We'll talk about that and, of course, uh, Earth Day. This has been Earth Week, Earth Month in April, and tomorrow is the big one, Earth Day. We'll talk a little bit about that, plus uh, a few other things as we uh, move along. Bob and Jill with you. We do chores here at the shank of the day. Any more little ones on the farm? No, thank goodness. Give me a chance to breathe and let them, let them dry off. At least it wasn't raining this morning. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, but uh, I think it will be before the end of the day, in some places anyway, and hopefully the rivers and the lakes and everything else will have a chance to reseed a little bit. How close are we from flood stage? He said six inches yesterday. We will be close to it this weekend. All right. So hopefully we'll we'll weather that storm and uh, get these waters back in their banks and get the water to melt. The uh, Mississippi River has a lot of water in it, and uh, that's the big story, really and truly, is get things going for spring activity. We're not there yet. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Brent will be in. Brent Wink will be here in our Winfield United program talking about uh, the crops during the planting, growing, and harvesting season. And 
well, we're not in any of those seasons right now, but uh, hopefully we will be soon. So we've got lots to talk about this morning, including the weather, uh, young people. We have all the results of the young people that will be going on to uh, Madison for the state FFA convention and uh, having a chance to compete from our area in all the various competitions down there. That'll be coming up in June, so we'll be able to share the names of those young people who got through the district and the sectional speaking contest. So a uh, lot's going on as we get to springtime in Wisconsin. Eventually, we'll get to springtime in Wisconsin, but uh, boy, doesn't sound like it's going to be uh, anytime soon. So you got enough mud down there on the farm at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? I do, actually. I fed uh, cows yesterday with a two-wheel drive tractor. It was pretty easy to spin it right around and put the bell ring on. There you go. Let's hit the brake and uh, spin it around. So, again, we got mud, we got water, we got things to deal with. We'll do it all this morning here on Wax. Before we get to the news, we'll tell you that today is another chance of precipitation. And uh, mostly rain if it falls. Some folks going to see some little white flurries. And another breezy day. This has not been a fun week, has it? 44, the high today. 31 tonight, 40 tomorrow with clouds. And then Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, we should see some sun. But it's not going to really warm up a lot. Only about 44 on Sunday. Low 50s Monday and Tuesday. And looks like Wednesday, Thursday, next week, still in the 50s. So, again, 80s were... An aberration here last week. We're not going to see a lot of it. 36 degrees right now. 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden may be gearing up to announce his bid for re-election soon. Brian Shook fills us in. Aides for the president have told allies the announcement could come as early as next week, with Tuesday a likely date due to it being the four-year anniversary of his 2020 announcement. Biden has always made it clear he plans to run for a second term, but has never given an official announcement. The oldest-serving president in U.S. history, Biden would be 82 years old if he ran again and won. I'm Brian Shook. The Supreme Court is expected to issue its ruling on access to a commonly used abortion pill today. The decision is set to come after the court extended a temporary stay on a Texas federal judge's ruling to halt production and distribution of mifepristone. The drug was originally approved by the FDA in 2000 and has been used by over 5 million women since. There are growing fears over next month's end of a public health rule that's been used to expedite deportations at the southern border. Lisa Taylor explains. County leaders in El Paso County say at least 35,000 migrants are already waiting in Mexico in anticipation of the end of Title 42. The feds say they won't be allowed into the country unless they make an appointment through the agency's mobile application and only cross at an authorized port of entry. However, border communities predict a rush and worry they will not have enough space to house illegal crossers. I'm Lisa Taylor. Some celebrities are getting Twitter blue check marks, even though they didn't pay for it. The social media company on Thursday started removing the check marks from legacy accounts that didn't pay the monthly $8 fee. Celebrities like Jimmy Kimmel, Oprah Winfrey, Justin Bieber all lost their check marks. Some celebrities like Stephen King and LeBron James, however, still have their check marks, even though they swear they didn't pay for it. And an employee at the Austin Bergstrom International Airport died on the tarmac Thursday afternoon. Airport officials say the American Airlines employee suffered traumatic injuries while driving a ground service vehicle. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. 
It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of farm news, lots of markets, and lots of Brent Wink as we go along on a Friday morning in Wax. Let's check that weather forecast brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. New 2023 Subaru Outbacks are now available at ChilsonMotors.com. And that Chilson weather forecast... Not all that good. Chance of precipitation again today. Rain, snow, sleet, whatever it might be. And breezy conditions again as the wind continues to blow high. Only about 44. Down to 31 tonight. Saturday's high. Only 40 under cloudy conditions. And then we should see a little bit of sun Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, next week. But it's not going to warm up a whole lot. 44 on Sunday. Low 50s. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Upper 50s on Thursday, but no warm spells coming our way. Rice Lake is uh, 37 today. Wausau also reporting 37 this morning. Medford 33, Marshfield 35, Lacrosse 38, Green Bay's 42, Madison Sun Prairie 41. They're supposed to get up about 60 degrees down that way today. Milwaukee at 46, right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area now. We're at 36 degrees and only going to go up to 44 today. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at those numbers, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. On a Friday morning, Jill, where are the cash livestock numbers? Choice-fed beef steers are 173 to 186, with mixed at 140 to 172. Choice-fed beef heifers are 172 to 184, with mixed at 144 to 171. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 140 to 160, with select and silage-fed steers 92 to 139. Cows are 79 to 99, with a top of 119. Bulls are 91 to 115. Butcher hogs are 34 to 65, with sows 25 to 33. Boars are 15 to 24. There's no quote from the shorn or unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 130 to 285. Ewes are 70 to 165. Small goats are 25 to 175. Medium goats are 25 to 250. Large goats are $2 to 200 or to $305. With nanny goats at 95 to $290. At the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle, feeder cattle were higher, hogs were lower. June, live cattle, 164.35. That was up 75. August, 163.42, up 67. October 167.72, up 77. Feeder cattle for April, 205.02 at the close. That was up 35. May, 212.35, up 187. August closed up 275 at 229.52. September up 245 at 232.02. And October up 215 at 233.77. Lean hog carcass contracts, they were lower, as we said. May, 76.82, down $1.95. June hogs, 85.07, down 135. July, down $1.20 at 88.15. August at 89.37, that was down $1.10. Board of Trade, uh, mostly lower yesterday. Corn and soybeans, some technical sell-off. Also news, uh, more Ukrainian exports are getting some of that worked out. So that crop is starting to hit the world market. Also, bean and oil markets falling. Overnight, July corn down a penny after yesterday's lower market. Sitting at six twenty-five a bushel, oats two to three cents lower at three thirty-five. July soybeans down nine cents overnight, sitting at fourteen fifty-nine this morning. Meal down two eighty a ton at four forty-five ninety. Wheat up a penny at six eighty-one. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half, one fifty-four and a half. 
Blocks down a cent and a half, 174 and a half. Butter down three quarters, 239 and a half. Near month class three prices a little higher. April up two at 1866. May up 11 at 1746. June up 13 at 1801. July and August both up 16 cents. July 1856. And August at 1916 as prices later this summer and through the fall were mixed through February of next year. Markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. It's almost 10 minutes after 5 on a Friday morning at WAC. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you're going to drive some grain to Northside Elevator today at Loyal, the corn price is 616, the soybeans 1432, or if you're going to take it to Northside down at Arcadia, the corn is 615 and the soybeans at 1438. 11 minutes after 5 o'clock, uh, Earth Day coming up. And it's been Earth Month, Earth Week. We'll talk about that. The CRP, Grassland CRP sign-up. We'll take a look at some of our news in agriculture on a Friday morning at WAX. Brought to you by Chippewa Ag Solutions. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're getting to Earth Day. Chippewa Ag Solutions bringing us our news. Jill, tell us more about Earth Day. And all this month has been the observance of Earth Day events with the official observance of Earth Day happening tomorrow, April 22nd. It will be the 53rd anniversary of the first Earth Day held back in 1970. The observance was created by then-Wisconsin Governor Gaylord Nelson, who wanted to raise awareness about air and water pollution. Over 1 billion people in about 140 countries will be involved tomorrow with tree planting, picking up trash, recycling, removing invasive plants, and other activities to clean up the planet. Earth Day is also credited with being responsible for the formation of the Environmental Protection Agency. And one long-running program that has encouraged conservation on the land is the Conservation Reserve Program. One aspect of that program is the grassland reserve that allows producers and landowners to continue grazing and haying practices on their land while conserving grasslands to promote healthier soils through animal and plant biodiversity. Sign up for the next round of the grassland CRP is now underway and will continue through May 26th at local USDA service centers. Last year, over 3 million acres were accepted into the program, bringing total acres for the grassland reserve to 6.3 million. Those acres are part of the overall conservation reserve program that has 23 million acres enrolled. And we're going to take a look at March milk production was up slightly across the state and the country. Nationally, production reached almost 19 billion pounds in the 24 top milk producing states. That's almost 2 billion more pounds than in February and about a half percent more than last March. Production per cow averaged 2,116 pounds last month. That's up 3 pounds from last March. And here in Wisconsin, March milk production hit 2.74 billion pounds, up slightly from last year as production per cow reached 2,155 pounds. That's 15 pounds more than a year ago. The number of milk cows in the state was also down about 4,000 head from a year ago. California leads in milk production with over 3.6 billion pounds. And we're in second place as as Texas, 
Idaho, New York, and Michigan are now all producing over a billion pounds in a month. Yeah, and I looked at the uh, at the numbers. California production in March three point six four two billion. Wisconsin two point seven three five. So less than a billion pounds separates us now. And then in third place is Texas. Fourth place is actually Idaho. Uh, Texas 1.5, Idaho 1.4. In uh, fifth place is New York 1.361 and Michigan at 1.035 billion pounds a month. So again, six states now, over a billion pounds of milk a month. And uh, some of them are growing and some of them are kind of holding steady. So as we look at our farm news, courtesy of Chippewa, Chippewa Ag Solutions this morning, it's uh, interesting to take a look at those numbers and how they are changing. Production per cow, I remember in Wisconsin, was not very good, and now it's tremendous as our farmers get better at uh, feeding the cows and putting up good feed. So, uh, again, numbers for March milk production. 36 degrees right now. We'll get about 44 today. Chance of precipitation and kind of breezy conditions down. 31 tonight. Saturday, I don't know, I've got... Uh, I've got some of my early plants are up about six inches. And my lilies shot yeah. out of the ground that that week of summer that we had. Yep, they're up three, four, five inches. Yeah, so they're up. They were covered in snow, though. Yeah. Uh, well, they say like the best oat crops are those that get snowed on, and the way it's going this year, if we can get them in the ground, they'll probably get snowed on because that's the way the weather is going. It's uh, not going to be any real warm weather all the way through. I look next Thursday, I think the warmest I've seen is about 56 degrees. And, in fact, uh, I'm going to have you uh, go out outside the back door. I stuck the soil thermometer in. I know it's going to be cold, but uh, check that, and we'll get to, we'll look at that as we go along this morning, as we always stick the soil thermometer in the ground. I don't know why, because it's, it's cold, I can tell you that. We're 18 minutes after 5 o'clock. Bridget Finke is going to join us, kind of our resident attorney, talking about... Uh, those farming plans for the future and uh, some of the rules and regulations, some of the things you should be looking at, we'll hear from Bridget next. Right here on Wax. Again, 36 degrees right now. 44 the high today. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We don't do business the way maybe our parents and grandparents did. We now have to have everything under contract, signed, sealed, and delivered, so to speak. We're going to talk about that with Bridget Finke. Bridget, of course, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law over in the Baldwin area. And, uh, Bridget, as we, you know, get into the turning of the calendar page into the new year, we start looking at uh, at leases, maybe buying some land or doing whatever the case may be. And, and I don't know, do you agree with me that we just do business different out of necessity more than anything else. Well, I think the world is a more complicated place when everyone did everything with a handshake with the neighbor, Um, you know, and and I know that there's plenty of business still conducted that way, and it works until it doesn't. And just given the, the dollars involved and the complications, and I think, frankly, the fact that folks have a tendency to live longer, but maybe have a period of time in which they're not conducting their own business, someone else is staying in their shoes and taking th- care of things for them, that a lot of times can bring unpleasant surprises when you're just relying on that handshake with the neighbor. And, you know, way back then you might have had a, 
a sympathetic judge or justice of the peace or say, well, did you shake hands on it? Yeah, that's good enough. That doesn't work anymore. So when you do contracts now, you better cross your T's and dot your I's, right? Well, and I would say particularly um, just being clear in expectations with everyone. There's there's some merit to the writing in enforceability, and, you know, if it did turn into a fight now where it's not the neighbor, it's their kids, or, um, or hey, maybe they're in the nursing home and they're getting questioned about, you know, what that rental rate is and whether that's fair market. I think there's merit in having the writing as well so that the expectations are clear for everyone. And there's sort of some minimum requirements of what you need to have in writing. And then there's some things that are just good so that it's clear that everyone's on the same page. And I think one of the the biggest things is, hey, if that owner passes away and we're in year one of a three-year lease, is my lease still good? Is that going to carry through? Um, to whomever the new owner happens to be. And so having that clear, having that right in the contract sort of takes away all of that anxiety and question when something does happen to that property owner. So in other words, uh, writing some of these provisions down on the back of a napkin at the coffee shop isn't the right way to do it anymore. Can we do it without involving all kinds of experts, so to speak, or is it solve a lot of problems by getting every all the terms done right away? Well, you know, I used to work for a guy who said, you know, you can do your own brain surgery if you want. I don't know that I would recommend it. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's true. It really is true. But it, but again, you hear so many stories about, uh, you know, the, the back of a napkin. We did this and we did it like that for 40 years, but... Not anymore because, you know, the next generation might not still be there on the farm. They might have a different intention. Definitely. And so, look, I am, you know, completely mindful of the fact that anytime you're hiring professionals, it costs money and, you know, the cost of everything uh, continues to go up and why would you spend money that you don't need to? But I think there's some merit to at least getting some assistance, whether that's from a professional or utilizing some of the um, free available resources. You know, for instance, if you if you Google Farm Lease 101 UW Extension, um, they have assembled and put together some really good um, kind of checklists and, and gathering information in a kind of practical way um, for you to be able to just double check. If you've got your own lease that you've been using, not a bad idea to just go through that checkpoint list and say, hey, do we have all those bases covered? Is there something else we might want to say there? And then if you're going to the next level of, you know, you want the agreement with the neighbor that, hey, I'm renting for three years, but, you know, if you want to sell this at any point, I want you to come to me first. I, You know, I want to have first shot of be able to buy it. You know, that's a heightened level of agreement that has additional formalities. And if that's important for you to have those rights and be sure they're, they're um the verbal word is followed through and again it might not be that neighbor that you're dealing with it could be their child or their niece or um, you know whomever else is managing their affairs for them either during life or after death they're not going to know what those verbal statements were if they're not in writing 
And um, if that land is key to you, if you need that land for your uh, manure spreading or, you, you know, you, you need that land for access to another piece behind, it's probably worth spending some money to make sure that everything is buttoned up and you really have the rights that you think you've negotiated. We negotiate on so many different things, just not only land, but I'm thinking machinery, even livestock, even buildings. Are there some standard boilerplate boilerplate items that should be in there, plus all the things that are different because it's a, a different lease on land, buildings, animals, machinery, or whatever, so that, uh, you know, there are a lot of things to possibly explore here in a lease or a contract? Sure. Every kind of category of assets has its own um, requirements. You know, at a minimum, you're always looking for what are the fundamental terms. Who's the buyer? Who's the seller? How much are you paying? How are you paying it? On what timeline? Um, you know, kind of all the basics. And and frankly, most of the time, everybody's talked those things through, but it's just a matter of getting it down on paper so that we're all working from the same framework because memories can be fallible regardless of how many birthdays we've had. And I would think you better find out that you're working with the right person when you sign this contract too because I would think all of a sudden, you know, somebody in in a family would say, well, he didn't have the authority to sign that contract and then you're, you're hung out to dry. So there are a lot of potential pitfalls if we don't do it right in the beginning. Definitely. And as there's, you know, more talk about economic downturn, if someone comes on hard times, you know, if you've delivered a whole lot of grain to somebody, what's your guarantee that you're going to get paid? Do you know? Um, because it, it it's tough to find out after the fact that you're, you may have been the last guy to, um, you know, deliver product, but but you may also be then the last guy to get paid for your product. And um, those are the the kind of things that are um, really hard, particularly on smaller operations, Um, because, you know, $100,000 worth of grain may may just be a blip on the radar for really big operation, maybe a significant part of the income for a small operation. Bridget, and I have to ask, because I heard somebody talking about this recently, they contract with an outfit that all of a sudden goes bankrupt. Is there any protection we have when we sign a contract that we can be the first in line, or is it always going to be the big guys are going to be first and uh, you get uh, the crumbs that are left over? Can we protect ourselves at all in a contract from bankruptcy on the part of the person we're dealing with? Well, when when you think about it, when you deal with a bank, what are they always looking for? Collateral? and security. And unfortunately, a lot of our day-to-day transactions we're doing without any of that collateral or security. You know, you've probably heard of some businesses that have to be bonded to um, conduct business. And that's so that there is, you know, insurance money behind the scenes that if things go awry, people are guaranteed to be paid. And so there certainly are things that you can put in your contracts to make sure that you're a secured creditor, which puts you at the front of the line, as opposed to an unsecured creditor. But the party you're contracting with also has to be willing to agree to those terms. And so that's that's where the challenges always arise. Um, just like, 
you know, every kind of contract that we end up signing um, online to do something, you know, you have to check the box to say, yes, I accept the terms of this agreement in order to move forward with things. You really don't have the ability to negotiate. And again, Bridget Finke, Valley Crossing Law. Signing contracts, make sure you know what you're doing. You get the right people signing them, and you're dealing with the right people. Get a hold of Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. We'll get some news coming up. Morgan's going to join us. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're uh, about 29 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Friday morning. We're going to check some news. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Uh, you frustrated by this weather yet? Yeah, but if we've learned one thing, it's that Mother Nature always gets the final words. Kind of like being frustrated with your own mom growing up. Oh, that, you can stomp <laughs> all you want, but it's not going to get you anywhere. That's right. You can't beat mom, <laughs> you whether can't. it's mom or Mother Nature. That's right. They get the final word, and you can still get sent to your room, right? Yeah, that's right. And you know from firsthand experience, because so you're much. a mom. So much firsthand experience, oh, I yes. Know. We won't go into when you were a child, but what's going on? Well, from 715 Newsroom Headlines, we're going to stay pretty close to home, and that begins with a couple of updates on things that we've been talking about this week. First of all, we know who was involved in that Walmart knife incident, and we're getting some more details about that arrest. Prosecutors in Menominee said 32-year-old Tanner Marion knocked on the window of a car in the parking lot Wednesday and then started threatening the people inside. That's what police responded to when they put the store on lockdown. Now, no one was hurt. Police did arrest Marion without incident. He's now looking at weapons and disorderly conduct charges and a charge for threatening to kill an officer. Also an update from St. Croix, where authorities there have identified the body that was pulled out of the river this week, saying it's that of a missing man who'd been er- missing since early March. Police found his car and personal belongings abandoned in the downtown area in Hudson. Now investigators say they're still looking into his death. If you're working for the weekend, you're not alone. Our unemployment rate numbers have hit a historic low in the state. The latest job list numbers say unemployment here in Wisconsin fell to 2.5%, which is roughly 75,000 people in the state officially unemployed. For a point of comparison, if we stretch the lens to the union, the national jobless rate for the last month is 3.5%. And coming up this weekend, of course, celebrating Earth Day with deep Wisconsin ties. And you can also help by volunteering to clean out some state parks. DNR Section Chief Van Missy Van Lode says that there are specific ways that the Work Play Earth Day events are going on this week and other parks, they could just use some help. We do have our volunteer impact system, which has volunteer opportunities at all of our state park forests and trail properties across the state. And we'll find that link online. Make it easy for you at 715newsroom.com. And yesterday with that rain, you could have said it was raining cats and dogs. But in other parts of the state, things are getting downright loony. The folks at the Raptor Education Group in Anago say Wisconsin's recent cold snap is too much for the birds and is freezing their feathers and forcing them out of the skies. Loons can only fly and swim, so there's no opportunity for them to land where there's no water. The Raptor Group says it's gotten calls from Wausau, Stratford, Rice Lake, and other places in northern Wisconsin. Volunteers and vets check out the birds to make sure they're safe to be released back into the wild. I'm John DeMaster. And we head back to the wild ourselves, and that's The Barn with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. That's kind of scary, that loon story is mm-hmm. right out of the sky. I know. That's the, that's the kind of weather we're having right now. It is just a kind of bizarre all the way around. Boy, it certainly is. Mm-hmm. Hoping well, it you, straightens out. I do too. You enjoy the weekend. <laughs> oh, I'll be I'll be getting bleacher butt. I have volleyball tournaments to oh, sit through. Really? Yeah, Siggy's playing this weekend. We're going to Blackhawk Country, so Bloomer's hosting. We'll be in Bloomer this week.
like it. Oh, good for you. Yep. Stop and have a piece of pie at the Main Street Cafe. You know, that's on my list. Oh, good Don't for forget you. to leave room for that. Or say hi go. to Donnie and the gang. All right. You enjoy it. See you later. You bet, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. And it's time for us to check our weather, courtesy of Johnson Tractor. Let's get over to Mike Dandry over there, because he's going to explain to us this morning a, what is it, a green... Greenland green, blocking high. Greenland blocking high. So and basically... That's what, well, that's what to blame for this weather? Well, yeah, that's why it's been so cool. Now, of course, we had a little break in that last week where we had the very hot temperatures. But do you know the difference between a ridge and a trough? Don't even have to talk meteorological terms, but a ridge and a trough. Oh, yeah, a trough is dug out and a ridge is high up and you know a ridge is a ridge okay now picture that in a map right where you okay. have your upper level flow where you have a trough where it digs say down further south we'll say okay yep. so over greenland you have a ridge and you have a very strong column of wind just west of that ridge and now that doesn't allow for those troughs to break down that ridge so we keep seeing these troughs, which typically bring us cooler and cloudy weather and, well, of course, some chances for rain and snow like we've seen. And that's why things have been so cool as of late. How long is it going to take before we can get rid of the ridge so the troughs can get in here? Well, once we uh, once we see that ridge break down, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening in the next week. So, unfortunately, but maybe uh, we'll just go straight from this to summer. I hope so. I thought we did that a week ago, but... Uh... That's why I never want to go to Greenland. Everybody says <laughs> Greenland and Iceland, they are misnamed. Greenland should be named Iceland, and Iceland should be named Greenland because uh, of the way the, the weather is and the top topography. I agree with you on that one. And, uh, yeah, today will feel more like Iceland because temperature is only warming up to the upper 30s and low 40s for today. We'll have a few chances at some scattered showers with some snowflakes mixing in. Kind of the same tomorrow, mainly cloudy and a better, or excuse me, not as good of a chance at some uh, snow showers with highs only reaching the upper 30s. But then we dry things out on Sunday and slowly creep back to the low 50s by Monday. And we hang out into the mid-50s going into the middle of next week. But the good news out of that is that we're staying mostly dry. And right now we have mostly cloudy sky and a temperature of 37 degrees in Eau Claire. All right, well, at least it's going the right direction. It's warming up. It was 36 a while ago. Yeah, we're we're getting there slowly but surely, Bob. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, you know what they say about slowly but and surely, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See you later. You have a good weekend, Bob. All right, there he goes. Mike Dandria in the newsroom. So you know what that Greenland block is all about? I hope they don't give us a test because I'll probably flunk it. All right, we've got, uh, what do we got, 23 minutes before uh, 6 o'clock here at Wax. Weather on Wax, brought to you by Johnson Tractor. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Brent is here. We'll get to, to his program and we'll hear what he's got going. Probably hanging around the shed like everybody else right about now. But uh, we'll do that. But other news that's going on, some young people in our area of getting recognition. Jill, tell us about uh, Hosting USA. They have named 12 young people as finalists for their Distinguished Junior Member Award. Now, this is a national award. And from this area, Madeline Hensel of Pittsville is one of those finalists for the award presented later this summer. And she is also going to Madison in June as the winner for Section 7 Extemporaneous Speaking. She's from Pittsville. All right, and we'll share the names of 
all the other young people that are going to Madison as uh, participants at the state convention in the speaking contest. But uh, congratulations to uh, Madeline, doing a good job. Also, over at UW-River Falls, the Chancellor's Award for Students, the university's highest non-academic honor, first awarded in 1980, the Chancellor's Award for Students recognized students who have demonstrated a commitment to leadership, excellence, and service, both on campus and in the community. Those students were honored and recognized, and from our area, Carissa Clevin, a senior in agricultural education, and she's from Kendall. She received one of those Chancellor Awards. Also, Matthew Fisher, a junior in dairy science from the Owen area, and Colin Gartner, a senior in applied physics from Sparta, received one of those Chancellor's Awards. So congratulations to those young people from our area for all the good things they're doing. We'll get to some markets and Brent as we move along on WAX. It's uh, about 20 minutes, so 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're at just short of 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. And Northside Elevator, cash price location, cash price for their corn at the Loyal location is 616. And soybeans are 1432. And cash price in Arcadia for corn is 615. And soybeans are 1438. And now it's time to head on over to Jim Lindsay and hear what Equity Altoona sold for markets. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar thirty five to a dollar seventy two. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar thirty five to a dollar sixty five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar forty five to a dollar fifty five. Choice Holstein steers a dollar thirty five to a dollar forty four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar thirty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from a dollar to a dollar fourteen. We had a top of a dollar fifteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy two to ninety nine. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy one and down. Organic market from Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar thirty six to a dollar fifty two. The bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar thirty five and down. Cull bulls sold from ninety five to a dollar ten. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from one hundred and seventy to two hundred and eighty five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from one hundred and seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $250 to $435 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from $25 to $33. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April 28th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Report and Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six on a Friday morning at Wax. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him. Check your thermometer this morning, Jerry. It's kind of uh, un-April-like right now. Well, good morning, Bob. Yeah, I put the rain gauge out yesterday. I'm afraid I'm going to be in a, in the need of a new one because uh, 33, <laughs> uh, so I'm afraid, uh, well, I don't know if it froze or not, but like 33, 34-ish right in that area, and uh, always got a breeze out there coming from the west, so I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, like you yeah, said. Yeah, we've sure had no shortage of wind, that's for sure, but uh, anyway. Well, how'd the markets go this week? Wrap up the sale barn activity at Stratford. I'll do that, Bob. Markets are pretty good, and we'll tell the folks about that. Again, I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the conventional-type cow market. Continues to be very strong in the cows. High-yielding flesh heel 
Holstein and beef cows this week were selling mostly from ninety three to a dollar twelve. We had some very fancy high yielding Holsteins yesterday from a dollar twelve to a dollar fifteen and a half. And folks, uh, like I mentioned, uh, we had some of these big fleshy Holsteins yesterday weighing in that eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred pound range, bringing dollar fourteen, dollar fifteen. Uh, if you got a minute, you calculate that out. So we're getting some very, very good prices just for market cows. So most of the cows are selling between seventy two and ninety two. Thinner cows like carcass cows below seventy. On the organic market trade on Tuesday, again very strong, high yielding certified organic cows one fifty seven to one seventy two. Uh, organic market bulls on Tuesday one sixty to one sixty nine. Organic steers and heifers one sixty to one seventy four. Now we get back to the conventional type animals. Uh, uh, regular market bulls are mostly this week from 98 up to a top of a dollar 18. Lighter bulls 95 and below. On the fed cattle trade, uh, choice grading Holstein steers mostly from 137 to 145. Select underfinished cattle 130 and below. Calf market continues to be very strong. Uh, the bulk of the Holstein bull calves this week selling from 150 to 350 dollars per head, topping at 400. That was on Monday's auction. Uh, a little bit lower demand on the heifer calves this week as compared to last week, 50 dollars and below. Good quality beef calves, just very, very high, 200 to uh, 475. A lot of these beef calves earlier in the week on Monday's auction from 475 all the way up to 550. Anyway, uh, full marketing week on tap next week here in Stratford. Of course, next hay sale will be next Tuesday. Next uh, uh, feeder cattle auction will be next Wednesday. Folks, got cattle looking signed? Let us know. So we can get on the list for you. Uh, 687 is our phone number. And uh, I guess that's where we have Bob. Uh, again, um, well, I don't know. Um, weather is what it is, but uh, I'm not really uh, heard of any real bad flooding, but I know there's some. I didn't get any reports on how much rain we got, but it's, uh, it's some more on tap for today and tomorrow, though, I guess, huh? Yeah, there is, and we're getting pretty close to flood stage uh, in most rivers and uh, streams like that, so so be careful. Don't go kayaking this weekend. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you're going to go kayaking this week, first of all, you probably need an ice pick and a snowmobile suit or something. Well, not, you know. not a bad idea. Hey, you have a good weekend. You too, Bob. Thank you much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm and Report. And taking a look at the rest of our numbers, markets. But before we do that, uh, Jill went out and got the uh, soil thermometer and uh, checked it in our grass out in the back. What's the soil temp? Two inch. 42 degrees. 42 degrees. So we're... We're not to planting weather yet, that is for sure. we got a ways to go to warm it up, but that's inside. All right, markets at the Board of Trade mostly lower, a technical sell-off, and news of more Ukrainian exports getting out of Ukraine and around the world now. Bean and oil markets also fell overnight. July corn down a penny at 6.25. Oats 2 to 3 lower at 3.35. July soybeans down 9 at 14.59. Meal down 2.80 a ton at 4.45.90. Wheat up a penny at 6.81 at the country elevators. Northside elevator, loyal location corns at 616 with soybeans at 1432. Arcadia location corns at 615 with beans at 1438. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location corns at 596 with soybeans at 1422. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today, 613 a bushel. Baldwin and Durand have corn at 586. Soybeans at Baldwin, 1414. Durand, 1409. Mondovi, 590 on the corn, 1414 on the beans. Elmwood, 583 on the corn, 1414 on their beans. Down at Fall Creek, the corn's 576 today, the beans 1394. 
At Osseo, 605 and 1419. Out at Elk Mound, corn's 595 a bushel, beans at 1412. Sparta, 602 and 1407. Ellsworth, 576 and 1394. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn, 629. Stanley, 620. New Richmond, 615. Barrel cheese up a cent and a half yesterday, 154 and a half. The blocks down a cent and a half at 174 and a half. The butter down three quarters at 239 and a half. Class 3 prices near months were a little higher. April up 2 at 1866, May up 11 at four, at uh, 1746, June up 13 at 1801, July up 16 at 1856, August also up 16 at 1916. Friday morning. Time to plant, grow and harvest the crop and Right now, we're not doing any of that. Brent, no. Uh, Brent Wink is with us on our Winfield United program of covering the crops. And uh, not much to cover right now. No, other than covering your plants and covering everything from freezing, I, I guess. Know it, but... I know it. This is, and this is getting anxious time right now. We get to the end of April. We want to get started, and it's not happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's a little ways out, and you kind of touched on it i mean this next week doesn't look great there's maybe a little bit of a window in there where we're seeing temperatures in the mid to upper 50s but when you you think about you know corn certainly um we're not starting a germination process on corn until you see soil temperatures around 50 degrees so as you found in the backyard here at the studio 42 uh you know it's going to take a little bit before we get to that point and just a couple of concerns that you see with as we try to push the envelope on a spring like this. Obviously, soil temperature and soil moisture, and soil moisture in a bad way. And you know, we've got plenty of soil moisture. If we end up with uh, a lot of greasy planter passes, you know, we really set a furrow and we set the stage for potential compaction and things like that that are going to limit root growth. So it really becomes just the the waiting game and a little bit of patience. Um, I know a lot of growers that got tempted when we got into that 80-degree weather pattern that we had are, are kind of glad that things stayed in the bag. So that that's kind of just something to kind of watch. But kind of moving along, I, you know, last week I touched on a couple of things that we we studied and looked at last year. We talked about a seed box treatment from uh, Verdesian that a person can use on on uh, coating their seed and just wanted to touch on a few other things or one other thing i get questions all the time on growers just looking for what else can they try or what else can they do and one of those things that we had studied the last several years is looking at uh, plant growth regulators as it relates to corn so basically taking hormones that are you know naturally occurring in those plants and looking at feeding feeding those plants with additional hormones and and uh, uh, three of the biggest ones that we found positive responses with were gibberellic acid cytokinins and endobacteric acid and basically using these hormones uh basically in liquid starter uh the product that we had studied was a uh, called ascend squared and some of these products when you're using those in liquid starters basically you can help that germination process accelerate. Uh, you can help with uh, kind of seed root growth, cell division. Uh, certainly in our challenged soils or when we've got cool, wet soils and it's a little bit slower, the addition of some of these plant growth regulators or additional hormones can have 
positive responses. You know, some of these products, uh, really, as we've studied them and tried to refine them over this last 10 years, you're seeing a lot more consistent results. So on a corn crop, it's all about how we start that crop off. So certainly the patience that we make sure that that planter pass is happening uh, in ideal soil conditions and then the addition of some of these types of products it might be something you can work with your agronomist on, uh, the agronomist at Alcivia or Synergy Co-op. Certainly are well-versed on some of these opportunities. So maybe some last-minute uh, last fine-tuning, and you can look at some opportunities yet that you can uh, look to incorporate into your planting program. But we'll see what next week brings, Bob. I hope that we start seeing it. Turn the corner, but again, just really urge growers to be a little bit patient. Uh, you know, you only get one pay, one chance to plant that crop. We want to make sure that we uh, give it our best opportunity and our best start yeah, on the that corn weather, crop. The way the weather is right now, it give you a chance to do a little investigating of some of those uh, other opportunities to help that corn along because it's not going to happen in the next few days around here. Yeah, absolutely. More time to sit and plan. I know everyone's oh, yeah. very, very anxious, but Boy, uh, it'll right. come soon enough. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Got your planner all uh, calibrated and you ready know, to go? You know, I think we're ready. Had a little delay probably helped. We've got some things we're still working on in the shop, but I think we're getting darn close. So it's going to be one of those fast, quick seasons I'm staring at two extra tractor drivers right now in the studio, Jill and one, Bob and another, when we are able to go. I am so excited for that when that oh. opportunity comes. Oh, I am too. I'm looking forward to it. I, these new tractors, I got enough trouble figuring out how to get in them. Hey, they drive themselves, drive. Bob. Well, You'll figure it out. True. I will well, tell you which button to push. Good idea. All right. Thanks, Brent. We'll see you next Friday. You bet. Take care. All right. Brent Wink with our Winfield United uh, Covering the Crops program from the planting, growing, and harvesting season every Friday morning on Wax. And uh, this Friday morning, not the best. It's only 37 degrees out there. We're only looking for a high of about 44 and a chance of more precipitation today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.